Good morning, everyone. We are so excited to be here for another morning of the Power Hour. If you are joining us for your first time, welcome, welcome. It's so nice to see you. And if you're one of our returning Power Hour guests, it's so great to have you back. So while we are getting started here, pop in the chat and let us know where you are tuning in from. Right now, we're going to be streaming from StreamYard, thank you StreamYard, <clears throat> to LinkedIn Live and also over on Facebook. So we're really excited to have folks joining us this morning because we have a very special episode on something that has been on my mind for quite a while. And I know my uh, co-host here too, and we're so, so, so excited to introduce Crystal Prophet this morning. She is amazing. And so in just a few minutes, I'm gonna tell you more about her and how this awesome morning came to be. But before we get started and while we are getting settled in and letting everybody in, if you guys want to pop in the chat where you're tuning in from, um, I'm Claire Davis. I run Traction Resume and this Power Hour group, and I help sales leaders get better jobs and make more money with resumes and interview prep. So Dan, would you like to introduce yourself and we'll kind of go around and we'll get it started? Yeah, definitely. Good morning, everyone. Always happy to be on. I am not from my office today. I am at a conference and I stepped away to hang out with everyone. Uh, but really quick, I do a lot of things, but mostly I am a LinkedIn consultant coach uh, working on a product to help uh, discover engagement analytics, which is always fun. But Erin, uh, over to you. Cool. Uh, Dan, I love, I love how people are traveling again. Conferences are happening. It's so weird. <laughs> how is it actually, before I introduce myself, Dan, how is it being at a live conference again? So everything has been outside so far. So okay. um, no, like no one's wearing masks. Uh, I think like some employees are, but yeah. it's been pretty good. We, we had like um, a reception at like on a, on a cliff looking over the water. Um, mm -hmm. So it was just like a tent. So everyone was outside and then we were out by a campfire. So um it's and it's also like it was intentionally done as a small conference so it's um you know it was i think because of covid like you know everyone just wanted to make sure that we're safe and mm -hmm. um so it, it's kind of like optimized set up to be ideal for just like this this day um you know like where we are with everything going on so it's, it's been good so far it's it's definitely different it's, it's weird being out of my house <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like how does this work how do we do this <laughs> yeah it's like i forgot how to interact with human beings in person again. like do, how do you shake a hand again yeah <laughs> <laughs> I saw a commercial, I forget the product, but their idea was great. And it was just like people trying to get out of their house and like, how do I put pants on? How do I, you know, it was a beer commercial. That's what it was. It was like, nice. I don't know, Corona or something. I don't know. They were like, they're like, we'll get there. You guys, <laughs> we'll all get there again. It's fine. Um, One step at a time. Exactly. Hey, Philip. Great to see you this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. So if you're just joining again, welcome to Power Hour. We are so excited to have you. And this morning we have the, the brilliant Crystal Prophet with us, the guru of everything podcast. I know I'm one of her biggest fans. I hope you guys are too. And if you're not following her yet or listening to the Prophet uh, podcast or her potty report, you absolutely should. So Erin, would you mind introducing Crystal this morning? Oh, sure, no problem. Yeah, so Crystal um, Crystal and I, we're just talking about how the heck did, you know, there's some people that you're like, didn't we just always know each other? <laughs> like, how did we meet? I don't even know. Um, but we think we met each other through Amy Porterfield um, through Digital Course Academy um, and or her membership momentum. So um, either way, um, so grateful to have met uh, Crystal, it's just kind of amazing how you can meet people online and then you forget, like, have I met that person in person? I'm not sure. And it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so, um, but Crystal is so great. Crystal has, it's like the queen of podcasts. I go to her with my questions for my podcast. I, she has been a guest on my podcast um, as well. Uh, and I love her approach because it's very much like, listen, if you want to start a podcast, you absolutely can. There's nothing stopping you. You know, it's like you do not have to have fancy equipment. You do not have to have, you know, have like a, a, a voice for radio. It's like you can, you can do it. And I love like your, um, I don't know if it's like your formal tagline, but I always hear you say you've got to start somewhere, you know, and it's like, we all do. And so um, we're so super excited to have Crystal here to um, to tell us, you know, like um, the glories of having a podcast um, and um, how you can start it and how um, you can um, have it help you connect with your audience and grow your business. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for being here. 
Oh, thank y'all so much for having me. This is so fun. Like my favorite thing in the world is to geek out about podcasting. Like it just makes my heart so happy. And I guess that's what you want in a podcast coach. But at the same time, I'm also like, I'm probably a little too much for some people and that's okay because that's just <laughs> how it is sometimes. But yeah, I mean, so my tagline, you got it right, Aaron. It's keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. And that is what I live and I breathe. And actually Claire was saying right before we started recording, she was like, I was listening to the very beginning of your podcast, like the very first episode. And I was like, Oh, please don't do that. Like, don't like, Oh my gosh, because it's Cringe. so bad. But this is like, Oh, it's so terrible. But at the same time, I leave all of those there because I want people to see that podcasting and your content creation journey. It's just an evolution. I mean, I look back to, where I first began. And I'm like, I really had no idea what I was doing. I really didn't. And I was just like, I'm just going to hit record and see what happens. And mm. it's what I advise a lot of people to do. And it scares the crap out of most people. They're like, how, but it's not perfect. If it's not perfect, how can you put it out into the world? And I feel like that's what keeps so many messages from like stuck from actually getting yeah. out to the people that need to hear them because people are like, it's not perfect. So I just encourage people create something that's imperfect and put it out there. Anyway, you're going to get better over time. For no, it's so true. And like, I, I, so podcasts, so podcasts were popular and then I feel like they weren't and now they're like insane again. And so yeah. what, what, can you speak to that a little bit? Like why is there such a spotlight on podcasts right now? So uh, whenever I first started, it's funny because I was just doing, I was, I created this YouTube video the other day and it was like the journey of podcasting. And I have, I feel like I've been podcasting forever, but in hindsight, I've only been podcasting for three years. But the difference is, is that I went off the deep end uh, and I just never really came back up for air. I'm still like swimming with the sharks down here in <laughs> podcasting land. But whenever I first got started, there was only about 500,000. And I know people are like 500,000. That sounds like a lot. Well, in comparison to YouTube and blogs out there that have hundreds of million, 500,000 podcasts really isn't a lot. And mm -hmm. today we have about 2 million podcasts that you can find on Apple Podcasts. So yeah, there's a huge spotlight on it. And I think that it's really just has to do with accessibility. People are on their phones. Y'all know this. I don't have to tell you this. Everybody's mm -hmm. on their phones. Everyone's mm -hmm. constantly using their phones for business, to connect with people, social media, like you name it. People have so many reasons to be on their phones. And now I can access podcasts on this device. All the yeah. messages I could get basically a formal education just from this device right here. And so I think that now that podcasting isn't such a mystery of, oh, it's just basically Howard Stearns, but on your phone. No, it's not. It's so much more than that. Like you can learn so many things through podcasting. And I just think that it's exploding because people are starting to realize, oh, I don't have to have a million dollar studio to do that. I can actually yeah. do that from my house and make yeah. it work. So. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people are like, oh gosh, I'm already so busy. How am I going to like, now I got to add a podcast onto here, you know? And so, but like, talk to me a little bit about that because isn't it just, it's kind of like just repurposing your own knowledge and just giving it a different outlet, isn't it? It's not, you could look at it like that. It's not necessarily adding something onto your plate, but it's stuff that knowledge you already have, but you're just like leveraging it and um, sharing it in a different way. Right. Yeah, for sure. I believe that your podcast should just be you mining for your own information. I don't think that it should be this big stressful thing every single week or every single month, whenever you're trying to decide, well, what do I want to talk about on my podcast? It shouldn't be this strenuous, like I have to have this magical moment where lightning strikes. And I think mm -hmm. of this brand new concept that no one's ever heard of. No, mm -hmm. most podcasts that I listen to, and I listen to a lot of business podcast. The office ladies podcast is my absolute favorite though. Like, I uh, just, I love it so much. It's about to show the office. It's uh, love it so much, but they're not okay. reinventing the wheel either. They're just sharing stories. They're sharing stories. And I think that that's where like so many people that are in the business space, y'all, you have so many incredible stories, whether it's how you work with your clients, how your clients have gotten success, they've gotten results, or it's just, here's how you can work with me. Or here is like, 
if you don't know where to start, start with your how to's like your most frequently asked questions and just get going there. And then I have just found, I guess I've tapped into my superpower is repurposing content and never running out of content. Because if you yeah. just keep asking yourself, do I have a story about this? Do I have a story about this? What story can I tell? Then your, your content could be endless for sure. Yeah. And I found that like, I look at my pot, I look at the transcripts for my podcast. So a lot of, um, places like Buzzsprout, like I use Buzzsprout, right? And it's like they, you know, can um, transcribe your podcast as part of the process. And so I look back at my transcript and then I take that text and I kind of go through and I'm like, oh, that's a social media post, you know? And so like I will every week I'll promote the podcast episode, <laughs> but then I'm like, oh gosh, what am I going to talk about on social, whatever? And I go back like um, yesterday, um, for example, uh, I had um, Sheila Muscan on my podcast months ago, and I just happened to scroll through the transcript for hers, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a great thing to talk about, you know, and I posted just a little blurb of what she said on the on my podcast episode, and I posted on LinkedIn and other platforms, and we're like asking people, hey, what do you, you know, what was your light bulb moment when you figured out what your career was, you know, and it was like, bam, social media posts, and they did the same thing, like a podcast transcript can be a social media post, it can be a blog post, it can inspire so many different things. So you're actually adding to your arsenal of content in so many ways just by adding this one little thing. For you know? sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think that you're, you know, I'm just a huge fan of content creation anyway. And if you're looking for, I love organic growth. I love people saying they found me on Google or they found me, you know, just by, you know, typing in something that has something to do with podcasting, but it's very specific. I love the opportunities you get when you're creating content, whether it is a podcast or another type of content that you're putting out on the internet, because if people are looking for one specific thing and your podcast talks about it, the likelihood of that showing up in a Google search or being something that pops up on whatever app they're listening to podcasts, like it just skyrockets, especially the more content that you put out there. I mean, I'll have people say, oh, I heard your podcast about whatever it was. And it was like, oh, that was two years ago, but people are still finding that content because it's out there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just, exactly. I think content creation is so much fun and I could geek out about it all day, but whatever, whatever questions you have about podcasting, that's what I'm happy to share. <laughs> and if you I would love it. I, oh, go ahead, your, Dan. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if you're listening and if you do have questions, uh, definitely put them in chat and we'll be sure to ask Crystal for you. Uh, talking about repurposing content though, Crystal, like how do you break down your podcast episodes? How do you promote them? How do you put them through social or, you know, like however, how, like whatever channels you use? Yeah. So my, it's, it's funny you said this because I did a podcast episode that came out today and it was all about having a communication plan. And what mm. that really means is it's not a marketing plan. It's not just how am I going to talk to my audience? It is a two-way communication of how am I going to put my message out there and have people respond to it. So whenever I think about your podcast, you say, okay, obviously I have to record a piece of audio. I got to put it somewhere where people can hear it. And then I want to have a place, a community or some sort of way to have, okay, I'm going to put up this thing. How can I have people tell me what they thought about it? Because yeah. I think that this is where a lot of podcasters miss the mark is they say, well, I hit publish and they're looking for a gold star. It's like, I, I did I'm, it. I'm done, I'm right? Like, I'm like, oh, that's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Like, no, no, that's not the finish line. Yeah. It's like, I'm so glad you put it out there. But now the hard work begins of actually getting it out in front of potential listeners or having other guests come onto your show that can make a bigger impact with your audience, you know, emailing your list. I mean, I can tell you my exact process is I will record an episode. I'll upload it to Buzzsprout. I create a transcript that I also upload to Buzzsprout, like Aaron was saying. And then I start asking myself what pieces of the content is going to have the biggest impact on my audience that I can share on social media. So again, it's just like constantly looking inward to mine through whatever piece of content you created and say, what's the thing that's going to stop people scroll, right? When they're like, they're looking for things. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. She's talking about a communication plan. What is that? Or yeah. do I have one of those? Do I need one of those? Is that something that this pod, I don't know. Like I'm going to go check it out. So 
constantly ask yourself, how can I impact my audience in a way that's going to add value to what they're doing and Mm -hmm. just constantly looking (laughs) outwards? Like, how can I shine a light on my audience? How can I serve my audience? Because at the end of the day, if it's all about you, it's going to be boring. I'm just going to, you may be an interesting person, (laughs) but I'm not, I don't really care if someone's just like, I'm amazing. You should listen to my podcast because it's going to be amazing because I created it. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I just, I don't have time for that at all. (laughs) And like, similarly, it's like, um, there might be so many people who are saying the same thing, but don't let that discourage you because everybody says it in a different way and everybody teaches in a different way and everybody shares in a different way. So it's like, there's tons of podcasts about like almost every subject, but you know, don't, I can be like, Oh, well, someone's already done that. So let me, I'll just forget about it. And it's like, no, no, no. It's like, you have that special spice, that special sauce that you're bringing to it. So I feel like, cause like, what are you, what are some of the things you hear the most crystal people who are like, want to start a podcast, but don't. So <laughs> that is actually one of the top ones. I have one more that I want to add to it, but I want to touch on this because yeah. I mean, I hear this all the time. There's millions of marketing podcasts. There's tons of business podcasts. How can I stand out? Well, at the end of the day, I could sit here and say, come up with a really quippy name and like a fancy topic that no, no one's ever talked about. But really, it comes down to you showing up as yourself. Y'all, I'm from Texas, born and raised, and I have this thick accent that people are like, oh, we know who that is. We know who that girl from Texas that talks about podcasting. But it, 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 this is the second thing, or actually, it's the second thing I want to talk about, but it's the number one thing, like the excuse, because I'm going to call it an excuse, that people say they don't start, and that's their voice. I hate my voice. I don't like my voice. I don't like listening to myself. I, you know, record a voicemail for somebody and I hear it and I'm like, oh gosh, turn it off. I don't want to hear it. I don't, uh, I don't like my voice. And Just don't listen to your own podcast. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> record and walk away. Yes. Like don't even, and actually that's kind of what I've done is I've separated who I am as a content creator, business owner, leader of our community. I have separated that piece of me from my voice. My voice is just a tool to help me get the message out there. And yes, I still say things really (laughs) awkward, really weird. And I will create analogies that don't make a lot of sense, which I don't really know. And I'll sing sometimes on my podcast and it's probably (laughs) scary to some people, but that's who I am in real life. Like I started singing Gwen Stefani's Hollow Batgirl. I was like, this is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And I was like, there's probably going to be some people that are like, there's something wrong with her. And I'm like, but this is who I am. Like if we were sitting around having coffee, like this is who I would show up as. So if you're asking yeah. yourself, how can I show up and stand out from all the other people? It's just being yourself. And I know authenticity is one of those buzzwords that's been going on for about, you know, the last two years, but it's still true. Just show yeah. up as yourself and the stories that you share, the perspective that you have is how you're going to differentiate your podcast from someone else's. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. such a great point. We were um, just the other day, I, for fun, uh, searched on LinkedIn because I do most of my communication on LinkedIn and I searched how many resume writers are there, right? <laughs> and they're 1.9 million. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> immediately that imposter syndrome also buzzword right but immediately that sneak creeps in like oh my gosh well what in the world why do my clients want to work with me and i think that what we've all found in our business i know especially with aaron and her copywriting and dan and the way that he reaches people and makes data not so scary on linkedin is because people want to work with them and i love the story that you recently told on your podcast um, when you were talking about firing yourself and how we we hear these things and, and we kind of take on these personalities or this commentary that we get throughout our career. So whether it's you talk too loud or too much, right? And um, But that really makes us who we are, those little things. And I think that's why people do want to work with us. And I love that you demystified that the other day. So where do you think people get hung up when it comes to starting the podcast, getting going? Is it just their voice that they don't want to hear or what are other holdups that you commonly see? I think that people often see, you know, I, I, 
because Aaron talked about earlier, you know, someone like Amy Porterfield, she's someone that's mm -hmm. been in the online business space for a long time. She has a team of 20 plus people that are working for her. And we see her podcast. We see the graphics that she creates and how her show notes are just like drool worthy, right? Yeah. You see if you're just yes. like, oh my God, this is what I want. This is perfect. <laughs> and we say, well, if I can't do that, why do I even try? Mm. And so we like conflate this big idea of what like oh this is how it, it has to be this way or i just shouldn't even bother i shouldn't even attempt i shouldn't even get started recording yeah. that very first message because i have to hire a graphic designer and i have to make sure mm -hmm. i have the most beautiful website anyone's ever seen so we tend to just overcomplicate things when at the end of the day i have recorded podcast episodes on my phone with yeah. my headphones that come with the phone like nothing yeah. fancy <laughs> And, and when I tell people that, they just look at me like, that's too simple. That's, that's no, that, that can't you. be it. Yeah, like that's that's not, real, that's not really how it's done, Crystal. Like you're just telling me that to make me feel better. I'm like, no, it's actually how I've recorded episodes of my podcast and I've made things just as simple as possible. So at the end of the day, if you're someone that's been thinking about starting a podcast, ask yourself, why do I feel like it has to be this big, beautiful way, because I can guarantee you that Amy Porterfield, when she first started her podcast, yep. she didn't have all the fancy tools that she has today. And she didn't have a whole team of people. It was her just like, I have this message that I need to share with people and mm -hmm. I need to get it out there, whatever means necessary. And she just made it happen. So don't let those big complicated things hold you back. Just ask yourself, mm -hmm. how can I keep this as simple as possible and just get started? Because as we were talking about earlier, whew, my podcast has been an evolution. <laughs> what you see today <laughs> is not how it started at all. If you want proof, go back and listen to oh my, my very first episodes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I love that though. Like Crystal, you truly inspired me when I was listening to your early, early episodes. And when you re-recorded over number one, and if you guys aren't listening to Crystal's podcast already, please, please do yourself a favor and download it today. It's so good. It's so real. It's super helpful. And I remember that first episode and you re-recorded and said, there's been an evolution, guys. Here's what you're going to see. And so here's what you know how to expect. And I... I really appreciated how you addressed that you started your podcast for one reason to serve one audience. And then once you saw the traction and once you were listening to your audience and what people wanted to learn and hear about, you switched gears. So like at what point and what did that look like when you, when that light bulb moment happened and you thought, Oh, I need to be talking about this. So it's really funny because, so my original podcast was called The Rookie Life, and it was based on this concept of I was doing a lot of things and I was learning, I was writing, I published my first book, and I was just doing a lot of things that I was a rookie at. And yeah. so I just embraced this title like, oh, you know, what's something that I love to talk about or love to learn about? And it was other stories of female entrepreneurs. Mm. And I love all the early interviews that I did on my podcast. They were so much fun. I got to meet these incredible women that I would have never crossed paths with otherwise. But at the end of the day, I was showing up to these interviews and I was hearing a different version of the same story, right? It was oh struggle, overcoming a struggle, struggle, overcoming yeah. a struggle. And while all the individual interviews were incredible and amazing, I felt like it was this groundhog loop of it's the same thing over and over. But then I would like on the side, I was having people say, how did you start your podcast? Like, what is, what does that actually look like? And I was yes. getting so excited talking to my friends and random people that I knew on the internet that were like, you know, how does this actually work? And so at the end of the day, I said, why am I so excited over here talking to these people yet? It was almost like I was forcing myself to show up and still talk to and like mold into this audience and this thing that I was building that I really didn't have the fire for anymore. So yeah. that's when, oh, it was so scary. It was so scary to just be <laughs> down podcasting, especially because like we talked about, it, there was only 500,000 podcasts. Like, y'all, I live just outside of Houston. 500,000 mm -hmm. people, like, that's that's not a lot of people in Houston. So <laughs> I started thinking, like, okay, this is, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. What if no one cares? 
what if there's like two people in my actual audience right now that care about this and everybody else goes away and I'm left mm -hmm. with just two people. And so I did it. I made the shift and it was the best thing that I ever could have done, but it was scary. I'm not going to say, Oh, it was easiest decision I ever made in my life. It was not, it was not, it was, I questioned everything for about six months, <laughs> but I mean, here we are. I mean, that was more than two years ago now where I made that hard pivot and best decision ever. Cause I get to talk about what excites me every single day. Like this energy of podcasting, like this is how it is all the time. This is not like just a show for y'all today. If you if you have any questions, go listen to the podcast. Like Claire was saying, like I just show up as myself, and I'm just having the best time of my life. And that's another good point too, because it will evolve. So I think it's another thing where people are like, "Well, I have to have it all planned out and know exactly what I'm going to talk about and the intention of my podcast and you know the goal of it and where I'm taking it." And it's like, "Whoa, stop!" Like, no, you don't, you know, because like yeah. what you—it's just like in business when same thing, right? When people are starting their own business, they feel like they have to know exactly, you know, A, B, C, D, whatever. And it's like, <clears throat> no, because what the business that you create, the podcast you create today could be completely different three months from now, you know, it's like, yeah. because you're going to learn and you're going to stumble and you're going to experiment and, you know, and then you're going to, people are going to ask you questions and kind of lead you down a different path and it's going to change. Right. And your, your format could change. Maybe you're going to add video, you know, it's like so many things. So it's like, just start really, you know, and then just be, and I think this is, this is really tough for a lot of people to be flexible, to be like, you know, just start and then kind of like see where it takes you. And I think for a lot of personalities, <laughs> that's challenge, you know, because it's like, no, no, I planned it this certain way. This is my vision, you know, um, yeah. but it's just like, don't let not exactly knowing where it's going to take you um, stop you. Because like I said, it could totally change. Like, you know, you guys already know this when I was starting my podcast, we're starting it in um, March of 2020. And um, we are here in Austin and we have a studio and we're like, we're going to have Austin's like one of the biggest entrepreneurial cities, right? In the country. And we're like, we're going to have local entrepreneurs come into our studio and we're going to have all these like cool, like conversations and, you know, it's going to be amazing. <clears throat> and then COVID happened and we were just like, we can't have anybody in our studio, you know, like we can't have anybody come in here. And it was, we had to shift like that word shift pivot, you know, it's like we were forced to, we're like, and yeah. it's been amazing. Cause now we've had people in the podcast that are from all over the world, you know? Um, but we were like, had to figure out okay, what platform we're going to use for this. Like how we're going to, you know, whatever. Um, but you just got to kind of roll with the punches. And so like crystal, like yours changed, you know, yours, yours shifted. And I bet you, if you look at, I don't, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a podcast that has not changed at all. Yeah. Like it did not change the format, did not change their, their branding, did not, you know, um, yep. wouldn't you say, I mean, I feel like mm -hmm. almost all of them are, you're, you're kind of on this like journey, right? It's not like a fluid one <laughs> either. It's funny I mean, even we switched, right? Like we were on, we were on Clubhouse and then we switched that's over right. to Live because like the, the data and the audience told us that, that would, that's what we should do. So it's, yeah. Having the data going and putting in the work is is always good. like will will give you the the information that you need to be able to make those pivots. So yeah, well, this yeah. is how much of a nerd I am about this. I have oh, just just bear with me for a second. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have a folder in my drive that is just other people's podcasts, their old artwork. So mm, I have, oh. as they've rebranded, because it's such a great tool, like I have, Rachel Hollis is a great example. She mm -hmm. had the Deus podcast, then she had uh, the Rise podcast, and then it's the Rachel Hollis show. And I have these different pieces of artwork over the evolution. Christy Wright is another one. She went from the business boutique to the Christy Wright. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm not going to bore you all with all the different types of, but this is what I do. And I'm, I've just become a student of how other people create their content because it's almost like I can hold up a permission slip to my mm -hmm. audience and other people yes. that are like, well, I can't do it this way. And I can't, and I'm like, nope, do you, do you see this? Like I have all of these examples. It's like, I strip all their excuses away. I'm like, mm -hmm. nope, you don't have that anymore. Do you see this? You can do uh. this. <laughs> and it's just one of those things that you just have to get started. And for anybody that's watching, anybody that's listening and you're just like, yeah, but yeah, but I encourage you 
to think about your business. And this is just kind of a peek into what I do at Profit Media, but I think in quarters of the year. So I don't like making big commitments either. I don't like to think, oh, I'm going to start this podcast and now I have to do it for the next 50 years of my life. This, this is how some people think about it. It's like, you know, because you're committed. You're a hustler. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to go all in and I'm just going to jump off into the deep end. Think about it. Okay, I'm going to get started. And maybe for the next quarter, I'm just going to focus on how I could make this work, how this could work into what I'm currently doing in my business, maybe even your personal life. Like, am I going to have to do this on Saturdays? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Can I do it on Wednesdays after work? Like, you have to decide how that's going to work for yourself. And then... By the next quarter, you say, okay, if I hate this, I'm going to give myself an out or I'm going to give myself permission to pivot and change and go a different direction. But don't think that you have to commit to this one idea, this one audience, this one format. I mean, I have a friend who recently she was terrified to switch the format. She was like, I really want to switch to Mondays, but I think everyone's going to stop listening and hate my show if I change it. I was like, just switch your show. <laughs> Okay. Like, I, but I think that most people just need that permission to know that mm -hmm. it's okay to change it. You don't mm -hmm. have to be like hard and fast rules of this is the only way to podcast. Like just do what works best for you because at the end of the day, that's what's going to keep you going. And I'm all about yeah. consistency and having you just, what is going to be the best plan for you to keep showing up? Because mm -hmm. that is what is most important. Yeah. And it's like, what's consistent for you, you know? And so when I think that that's what people get so pressured, they're like, well, like, you know, the person you're talking about, well, I chose this day and so now I got to stick with it. And it's like, let's all calm down. You know, it's actually fine. You know, it's like it, the world's not going to come to an end. Um, and so Dan, you touched on it a little bit and I know this is totally your wheelhouse, but let's talk about data a little bit because um, like what, I know, <laughs> what, um, I think that's another place where people get bogged down <laughs> because they're just like, oh my God, you know, and I'll, I'll see it on your Facebook group. I'll see it on the Buzzsprout Facebook group. People are like, well, I have this many downloads. Is that good? And I just started, I've been live for this long and, you know, and, and I think people get bogged down in the numbers a lot too. So can you talk a little bit about that? And it's like, and we do have to be aware of the performance obviously, but it's like, what data points do you look at? And, you know, for people just starting out and for people who have been, or, or trying to grow their podcast. Okay, so I just pulled up. Uh, this is how much Dan. We need to talk about numbers because I just <laughs> this is my thing too. I love geeking out on all the things because I want to have that baseline of like, okay, I don't have to know what the best people like. I don't care about Joe Rogan's numbers because I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't have aspirations to be a Joe Rogan. But what is a typical podcaster? What do they do? Because I like to have expectations. Mm -hmm. So uh, as Aaron was saying, like we, we host our podcast with Buzzsprout. And one of the things I love about them is they started making their stats public. And by that, I mean the stats of all of their podcasters. I'm looking at it right mm -hmm. now. So they have 105,000 active podcasters. Oh, if y'all are in the chat, I want y'all to guess. Guess how many in the top 50%, tell me how many downloads you think you have to have to be in the top 50% of a hundred thousand podcasts. So I, we're going to, we're going to have a little chat. I want y'all's guesses. What are y'all's guesses? Erin, if yeah, you know, you can't I already say. know. So okay, you yeah. can't say. You do? Oh. Anybody want to guess in the chat? And also, hey, welcome for everybody who's joined us too. I see we've got, oh, Kurt and Alda. Great to see you guys. Dan, as always. Um, and Kathy too. Great to see you too. Any guesses? I'm kind of thinking it's going to be in the millions. Okay. Thousands? percent. So, so think about if I publish an episode. I'm going to say way lower. I'm going to go like 20. You're going, you're like Price is writing me right now. <laughs> it's like $1. Uh, $1. <laughs> 99 cents. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love it. Uh, what do you, yeah, what is your guess? 10, yeah. I don't know, 10,000? No, 50,000? Okay, so from the 100,000 podcasts that Buzzsprout has, in order to be in the top 50%, you have to have, so let's, you publish your podcast today on a Thursday. By next Thursday, you have to have 28 downloads. Oh, oh. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have stuck to my first guess. Yeah. And then, wow, no, no, you're get kidding. This, get this for the top five percent. You only have to have six hundred and forty-one. 
Wow. So, I mean, it's the, the idea is so many people see these huge podcasts and they make all of these assumptions about, oh man, if I don't have at least a thousand per episode, y'all, I can tell you right now, I don't have most of my episodes don't get a thousand plays every single episode in the first seven days that they're put out there. And I don't really know where this, like all of it, because it happened to me too. Oh man. Whenever I first published my podcast, I was like, refresh, refresh. How many downloads do I have? Oh, did I get another one? Oh, are there more? Are there, it's like this thing. Every podcaster goes through it. I don't even tell people to not do it because it's just going to happen. It's kind of like a kid in the candy store. You're like, Ooh, what is it now? What is it now? But at the end of the day, like your stats are going to be your stats. So when people ask me, well, how long will it take me to get my first 1000 downloads? I have someone that it took them 12 months. I know another podcaster that hit 10,000 downloads in her first month. So it really depends on what type of audience do you have? Who are you speaking to? How engaged are they? Do you even have an audience right now? And really, there's just so many layers to it. But at the end of the day, the thing that I like to look at is, is my numbers, like, are my numbers growing over time? So Dan, you know, we, this is where we could totally geek out about it. It's like, is it constantly going up? That's really yeah. at the end of the, well, I guess if y'all are watching, it would go that way. Does <laughs> the line like, go, this way. Right yeah. go this way? Up into the right, up into the right. Is it going <laughs> up? Like, that's the most important part. And I think that some people will have a skyrocket success by chance. Right. I mean, I know people that started talking about uh, financial stuff last year, whenever all the the different things for um, the stimulus packages were coming out and it was like, boom, overnight, all their stuff exploded. And then there was somebody else who is sharing a message on what it's like to be a grieving mother. And she's mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't have the same. I'm like, do you know? the type of message that you're sharing is not only going to affect the person that's hearing it, but it has the ability. It's what I call the ripple effect of podcasting that has the opportunity to echo into other people's lives, not just the person that hears it, but what if someone hears your message and it just puts them in a good mood for the day. Mm -hmm. They haven't been in a good mood in six months. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh man, that message really hit me that's what I'm more about. And it's like, Oh, it's the thing that's going to get me emotional about it. Because at the end of the day, like that is my purpose is to get the tools and the resources into people's hands that have these important messages. And maybe that's just the one thing holding them back, whether it's Mm -hmm. equipment or software, or they just need permission to show up as themselves. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I do. And that's what I love about podcasting. But at the end of the day, it's just about sharing your message and asking yourself, Am I still having fun doing this? And can I get in front of the right people that need to hear it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then like, even with the numbers too, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, I only had 50 downloads, you know, or whatever. And I was like, okay, let's assume, or like 50 people like listening to my um, podcast, put 50 people in your house, put 50 people in your living room. Like I love that analogy. And it's like, all of a sudden that's a lot of people, <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's like, it's all about perspective as well. And like you said, it's like, if you, mm-hmm if something you say kind of inspires or touches one person or makes somebody laugh or smile, then that's, that's worth it. But it also has to be enjoyable. Podcasting is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an enjoyable thing. It's not supposed to be something that you're dreading, like, Oh, now I got to do this. You know, Um, as soon as that spark is gone, um, then it's time to um, figure out why, you know, what's going on. Is it the, the topic? Is it, you know, you got to kind of ask your questions of like, okay, why did I start this in the first place? Um, have my goals changed? Has my life changed? You know, is there a shift that I can make to make this enjoyable again? Because as you said, it's just going to, it's just going to keep changing. Yeah, for sure. That's so true. And you can see it too. Like it's so obvious, Crystal, that you love what you do. And I see that with you, Aaron, and you, Dan, too. So it's, um, you know, that comes through. And that I feel like that's the real connection. Um, you know, I, I was teasing my husband the other day. I was like, you know, it's so nice that now I'm on LinkedIn a lot because all those times I was talking to you about resumes at the dinner table, now I have friends who really want to talk with me about it. <laughs> now like, people actually God. listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> talk about fonts too and i'm like yes every morning i get up like oh well should it be calibra today or helvetica i don't know it really depends on the day but um i see in the chat too we have a couple questions if you don't mind crystal we've um kurt is wondering what 
do you use for podcasts? Is it Zencaster? I heard you say Buzzsprout. So are those the two? Are those two different platforms? Yeah. So there's um, there's multiple pieces of software whenever it comes to actually creating a podcast. And I don't want that to scare anybody. That's like, oh, technology, I can't do it. It's really yeah. not that complicated. It's just about understanding. You have to have a raw audio file, which is your MP3, your WAV file. And there are lots of free platforms that allow you to do this, whether it's audacity and you want to just record it in there if you have a mac you could use GarageBand. that comes standard on most ios systems and then also if you have a zoom file right or even if if y'all want to download this stream here that you're doing you can click that button and you have an mp3 or wave file that is what the very first thing that you have to have you have to have an audio file and then the platform that's going to host your podcast and y'all probably heard us talk about Buzzsprout. This is a podcast hosting site that just okay. your show out to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, like all the places you're going to listen to it. You have to have one hub online that's going to distribute it out. All the I always call it it's your home. It's your home base online and base mm-hmm. it to all the places. I'm not uploading my podcast to Apple and Spotify and Google Play. I upload it to one place and then they send it out to Okay, that's good to know. We're losing you a little bit. I don't know if it's your microphone or or what. Oh yeah, Crystal, we can't hear you as as good as we could before. (laughs) That's better. better. (laughs) Just gotta keep singing. (laughs) So so what what do you you, use? This is the live troubleshooting portion of the show. (laughs) (laughs) We all it happens to everybody. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. Crystal, what what do you use? How, like, what's your process? And what what do you use to physically record your episodes? So I have uh, I started with Audacity because it's free and it's it's pretty simple to use. I have tons of tutorials on my YouTube channel that are free awesome. if you want to go check them out. But I now use Hindenburg, so this is a little. It's like the step up. It's the level up, but it's also uh, it has built in tools that help you. Like if let's say Aaron recorded the introduction to this. This is a podcast episode. And she was like, I want to do like a quick intro for everybody. So you would record, record it in Hindenburg. And then she would take this WAV file, MP3 file, and drop it in there. And then what Hindenburg does is it takes it to where, oh, like Claire was a little bit louder and Dan, you mm. couldn't really hear him as much. So it brings everything up to a better level. And it's nice. what people, when people are like audio engineers, they talk about Y'all, I don't do all the complicated stuff, okay? The leveling, the compression, the equalizing. I don't know what half that stuff means, okay? And I'm just going to be yeah. very honest, very frank about it because I decided to invest in tools that help me do those things instead mm-hmm. of me spending hours pulling my hair out trying to figure out all those things. So that's what I use. I use Hindenburg. And it was $99, a one-time mm. fee for the flat audio software that I use. And I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Oh, that's great. great. So, so that's where you get your raw audio file. And then where do you upload your podcast to? And then I use Buzzsprout. Like so you do use Buzzsprout. Yeah. And then that pushes it to iTunes and like all the, the various channels where people actually listen. Yes. Gotcha. Very cool. Okay. Uh, I know Kurt was asking a few more questions just like on the back end stuff. So like, where do you like, I guess, where do you do you like hold on to your, your past episodes? Like, do you break them down? Like, what is kind of like behind the scenes that look like um, in terms of like hosting, managing your podcast, your episodes, your content, all that stuff? So I'm like, how geeky and dorky do you want me to get for right now? <laughs> um, the geekiest. So I have, I have, yeah, I like I have my Google Drive is where I house everything for my business. And I have layers of like my podcast, I have my YouTube, and then in the subfolders of my podcast episodes, I break them up for every 50 episodes. So it's like Mm -hmm. episodes zero through 50 in this file and episode. That way it's not just this humongous file of everything, but I tend to hang on to my raw files until I don't need them anymore. And then I just hang on to those MP3s. At the end of the day, I could probably not keep them and delete them because they're still on my hosting provider and I could go to Buzzsprout anytime I want to and download an episode. But 
I'm kind of a digital hoarder and it drives my husband crazy, but you know, <laughs> at least I'm not a real hoarder. That's what I tell him. I'm like I'll, I'll get rid of stuff. I, I do hang on to things though. So I have my YouTube videos. I have my podcast episodes. I have a lot of graphics that I use for marketing and all those things. So I hang on to them. <laughs> so speaking of hanging on and collecting things, can you tell us about, cause I love how you have such a really um, incredibly wide array of guests. You've got a lot of amazing people who come on your show. How do you go about finding really great guests for your show? So in the beginning, when anybody starts their podcast and Aaron, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've probably had this happen to you too. It's you pop up on some kind of weirdo directory that's like, Hey, I see that you have a podcast and I found your contact information. I'm going to send you all these things, which is really, it's kind of a roller coaster of emotions when you're first getting started. Cause it's like oh, validation. Someone found out about my podcast. They're excited to be on my show, but then you start digging a little deeper and you're like, Oh, this was a blanket, like copy and paste to, hundreds of podcasts yeah. and then you're like is this person a good fit for my show or not so while i can tell you if you start a podcast in this day and age of everyone having one mm -hmm. you will get pitched for someone to be a guest on your show um mm -hmm. you'll also have people in your network reach out and say hey i'm promoting this or i have a new book coming out we have a live event like you'll have people start coming out of the woodwork to be on your show just by the way that LinkedIn is and business is like people just want to network naturally. Mm -hmm. And so my caution cautionary tale to you is go with your gut at the mm. end of the day. Like, you know, if someone's going to be a good fit for your show. And if you're like, I don't have any of those things. No one's asking to be on my show. I don't have a big network. Start in your immediate network. If you go back mm. to my rookie life episodes, the first few are my childhood friends or yeah. people that I knew I went to college with, or I met through a friend of a friend. I sent out this mass text to everybody. It was like, I'm starting this podcast, but I don't know anybody. Do you, do you know somebody <laughs> that would like fit this description? <clears throat> and then they started connecting me with other people that would be a good fit. And then if you do get that one interview, ask them, do you know somebody that would be a great fit for this show? Like just really mm -hmm. work in your own network and try to find people that way. Awesome. Uh, we have a question too about uh, Bill then. Okay. So you find these, first of all, I love that style of networking. It's all about who, you know, it doesn't matter if you're trying to get a job, if you're trying to grow your business or now get great guests on your podcast. Networking is totally key. It's a life skill. We all really need to keep going. And uh, so, on to that when you're starting this podcast you're getting this audience or you're getting these great uh guests to come on how do you then build that audience like what's the momentum and the growth steps that people need to take so this is something that i feel i need to implement more as a podcast mm. coach i'm like i teach everybody this but i need to do it more and that's guesting yeah. on other podcasts it really uh -huh. is at the end of the day you know it's like i was a guest on aaron's podcast and by doing that that introduced me to people that were in her network that yeah. i may not have other ever met ever in my life but because she knew them and I was able to come in, add value, talk to her audience, speak to the specific questions that she knew her audience would be asking. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, maybe I need to go listen to Crystal's podcast or check out what she's up to because that could help me. So at the end of the day, it's a matter of if you want to guest on other people's podcast, start asking in your network, who has a podcast? And ask yourself, will it be worth my time to speak to this audience? Because not all audience, like all audiences aren't created equal. Even if someone has a huge following, they have a massive podcast that gets thousands, millions of downloads. If that's not your audience, it's not going to matter. Yeah, it could be cool, like feather in your hat, you know, like, oh, you know, I was on this podcast, bucket list, check. But if it's not your audience, it's not going to help your growth. And if that is what you're really after, then you could absolutely have success focusing on those more niche topic podcasts and mm -hmm. being able to reach your audience that way. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that just real quick because Matt, um, who's another co-host of um, the Power Hour, so wanted to be here this morning because, oh my gosh, Crystal, he really um, just loves everything that you teach. And he discovered you through my podcast. So he went through the Small Business Big Mindset podcast. He listened to the episode that you were on and he messaged me. He's like, who is this Crystal? She's amazing. And I'm like, I know. Um, and then he went to your website checked you out and then he purchased your digital chorus, you know, and I was a student of yours and it was like, it came, I mean, I'm not going to take all the credit, but like, <laughs> you should. I'm waiting on my affiliate bonus. I mean, we come now. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about that. But, <laughs> so but so like, who pays me? Do you or Matt? Like? <laughs> Let's just break this down. Uh, but to your point, it's like you guessed it on the podcast. Yeah, maybe he would have discovered you a different way, but it like, you know, that happened. And so um, that's like a prime example of it. It's like if you get yourself out there and guess on other people's podcasts or content, um, that is a huge way to, to build up um, your own uh, as well. So, well, and yeah. it also it also fast tracks that you know if you're in business and you're trying to use a podcast or guessing on podcasts as a means to really do that lead generation and meet people. Mm -hmm. If someone hears you on someone else's podcast, you, it's already like you've had that handshake and that initial mm -hmm. first meeting, mm -hmm. right? Like they're not coming to your website saying, who is this person? They're like, oh, I heard that they talked about something. Like I'm going to go find it on their website. I'm going to go look at their about page and learn more about this story she was sharing about. Or she talked about this free resource that she had. I'm here to grab that. So it's like you're kind of taking a few steps already without ever doing anything other than having a conversation that's meaningful and that adds value to an audience that could potentially come on over to what you're doing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I love that. Like it's, it is, it's like, it's like an introductory handshake because it, it does, it takes a few touch points, you know, for people to that whole no like, and trust factor. And I think they used to say it was like, seven touch points and now it's like 21 or something insane you know but it's like it's just one of those things especially if they if they hear your voice um too you know and then i think that's another kind of um, connection point that's deeper um than, than the other kind of content mediums that you can have out there for sure i, I mean people voice, both. yeah no i mean i'm doing the dishes and folding my laundry when i'm listening to podcasts and i'm yeah. like I feel like I know Dax Shepard and Monica Padman from Armchair Expert. Like, I'm like, y'all are always here when I'm folding my laundry, you know? I'm like, oh, you know, but yeah, like, it's just, it's such an intimate experience. And I will never forget, I was at a conference and somebody started screaming down the hall. And I was like, what is going on? They're like, oh, I heard you talking and I knew that was you immediately. <laughs> like, my first thought to what you were talking about earlier, Claire, was I am loud. <laughs> like, I right? There was like hundreds of people there. They're like, I heard you. And I'm like, oh gosh. Like, yeah, that's me. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a place for us. There's a place for us. I remember back way back in um so i have roots in uh, pharmaceutical recruiting and we used to have to face our chairs away from each other because the loudness that was coming from each of us was so intense that like we were just talking on all the phone calls because everybody could be heard we're so loud <clears throat> so i wanted to ask you one quick question if i can jump in so people make money podcasting i mean i know conceptually that's got to be the case but can you tell us a little bit about like the monetization of something like a podcast? Yeah, I think that where people's minds typically go is to ads, right? Yes. People are like podcast ads. It's like they've become this married thing that it's like, well, that's the only way that you can monetize. And I can tell you all right now, I don't have any ads on my podcast and I'm doing just fine. Okay. Well, I, I guess I should rephrase that too. I don't have other people's brands sponsored content where they're saying mm -hmm. buy our mattress it's the most right, comfortable right. mattress you could ever no i don't do that because i knew that my audience doesn't care about that stuff because yeah. at the end of the day i'm not just going after get as many downloads as possible i want to hit that million dollar mark of like you just every single episode millions and millions and millions of people just listening like a joe rogan right there's mm -hmm. a reason why he acquired such a huge deal with spotify it's because he had so many listeners but as you could see we talked about stats earlier 
that's not the typical podcast. So what mm -hmm. I encourage people to do is create an audience that you can serve by offering them services. You can offer them products. It could be books. It could be digital courses. It could be live events. Like, But having something, because you already have this intimate connection with the people that are listening, how can you serve them? Mm -hmm. And I've actually, uh, for people that are like, I don't have a product. I'm just getting started with my business. I, I have had a lot of success with affiliate marketing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like the tools that I use. I mean, if you are like, I don't know how to get started with affiliate marketing, sit down and write, who is your email service provider? Even StreamYard, like you could be an affiliate for StreamYard. I know a yeah. lot of people use this <laughs> platform, uh, who you could do it for. Um, I mean, there's like, there's Kajabi. so many. You could do it for digital programs that you've taken that you're a part of. So really there's so many opportunities to make money. I think that where people get kind of stumbled, like they stumble and they're like, I can't get any traction is because they put all their eggs in one basket mm -hmm. and they say, I have to get as many downloads and I can't make money until then. Y'all, I got started with Amazon affiliates. That was the first mm -hmm. affiliate market. I would start recommending this is a book I read recently and it wasn't mm. bringing in hundreds of dollars every single day, but it would give me enough momentum to say, oh, I can actually do this. Yeah. So that's where I recommend people that are just getting started, even if it's just like, hey, I read this awesome book. You should go check it out. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be this big huge complicated things but i mean we could talk about the big complicated strategies another time for sure <laughs> what's really cool too. is too, like you can even set up your podcast in a way so long as your your service is aligned to it but you can actually invite your prospects to be guests on your show yeah. and mm -hmm. it gives you a really good way to start a conversation with them build a relationship with them and then after that episode like you record that episode and then you can kind of like go into the nuances of like well like what what are your challenges what do you like how like and then align that to how your services help them which is really awesome so i know that yeah. a, a lot of podcasters use that as well mm -hmm. yeah i've actually been i've had several interviews where afterwards i'm like tell me more like they would say something in the conversation yeah. and i'm like i want to know more about that like i didn't know if my audience would care about it but i want you to tell me about it and you're absolutely right it's been ways that i have worked with other people behind the scenes because i'm just mm -hmm. like that was so interesting but like we were talking about earlier it kind of takes like this relationship of like oh i've seen you online or i've seen you on social media and then it just like you blow past all the like hey let's exchange emails and let's do yeah. this back and forth when you have a conversation with someone <clears throat> it just fast tracks it it's almost like having a cocktail like happy hour with them and then you're like i feel like i know you better or at mm -hmm. least i want to know more about what it is that you do, how your business runs, or how we could possibly collaborate and work together in the future, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and in the end, we, we all want to work with people we like, right? You just, you want to do business with people you like and that you trust. And I feel like that's an incredible way to really solidify that, that bond. Um, Brian said something earlier that was really neat. He said, uh, you know, um, don't create content with the expectation of numbers and views. Uh, traction takes time and you want to just do it with the intention of providing value. And I feel like that really encapsulates so much of your message. And I truly appreciate that. So um, I see that we, every week, the hour creeps up on us at the end. And I'm like, wait a minute, but we have like another 500,000 questions we can ask. <laughs> so, um, so much more always to talk about. But before we we wrap up and talk, uh, before we wrap up, can you tell everyone like what you're doing now and um, where they can find you? I know you have an amazing program to teach people how to do their own podcast. So do you want to share a little bit about where they can find you and follow you and, and work with you? Yeah. So uh, the best place to connect with me is crystalprofit.com. As you can see, that's how I spell it. And yes, profit is my last name. I always get this question. And I'm like, you, yes. You're blessed with that. That's like, that's <laughs> no, it's, it bodes well. It's the thing that I met my husband at business school and he told me his last name was profit. And I said, let me see your license. Like, I don't, I don't believe you at all. What are you talking about? And he, it's funny because I tell that story now and he's like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, yeah, it 100% happened because I thought, there's no way that is your last name. But yes, crystalprofit.com is the best way to connect with me. You can learn more about my digital program. You can check out my YouTube channel. I have multiple podcasts because this is what I love to talk about. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're asking, 
should I start a podcast? Is this really the thing for me? I invite you to come hang out, like watch my free stuff and then decide if we're, us working together is the next step for you. Because at the end of the day, I just want more people to share that message that they have, because I truly believe that we were given a voice for a reason. And we were given the message, the experiences, all the stories that we have to not just hold on to and like keep to ourselves and be stingy about it, but to share those with other people. Because I'm always amazed, y'all. When I talk about I was recording my podcast forever with laundry in my closet surrounding me, like I thought this is really a dumb story to be sharing with other people. <laughs> but it's like the number one thing that people say, I started listening to your podcast, and but I fell in love with you when you talked about how much laundry was in your closet. I'm like, oh no, we keep it real around here. Like you just got to show up how you are and just just get going and just get started. I love it. Thank you so much. I uh, I, I can resonate. I remember too when uh, Clubhouse became really popular, and I I did so many so many dishes during those Clubhouse meetings. It was awesome. Such a great motivator. Well, um, you know, because I'm one of your biggest fans. I know uh, Aaron and Dan can say the same. And we're just so glad to have you here um, and grateful for what you shared today. I've, I'm so grateful for guests like you who are willing to just put it out and put it all on the table um, and, and hold nothing back. So I know I've learned a ton from you, not only today, but in your show. And uh, we're just grateful to have you here in Power Hour. And for everybody who joined us this morning, thank you, thank you, thank you for spending this hour with us. Or if you're watching the replay, be sure to hashtag replay. And um, you know, time is our most precious commodity. And we know that you spending it with us is, uh, is really special. So we appreciate each and every one of you who was here or watching later. So without further ado, go follow Crystal, go download her podcast today, both of them. You will learn so much and you'll be so inspired and probably laughing along the way too, because she's also hilarious. And um, yes, so that's goodbye for me and Aaron and Dan. Any final thoughts before we go? Just thanks everybody. And thank you so much, Crystal. And uh, everybody buy her book. She has a great book too. <laughs> yeah, thank you all for having me today. This was so much fun. And for anybody that's listening, like, like I say all the time, it's just keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. So if you're starting at zero today, it's okay. You have nowhere to go, but up from there. So y'all just keep it up. And thank y'all so much for having me today. Thank you. Right. Thank you guys thanks. so much. Have an awesome day. Bye, Bye, everybody. See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs>